Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Apologies in advance for the slightly shorter length of this episode. Uh, there was some content in it which we realized afterwards could be problematic it could expose us. us and by us i mean me to yeah. legal redress let's say yeah, i did want to it be made clear that it's all your fault but i tell well, you that's what fine if you come to the live shows i'll uh, and you remember just ask me then and i'll tell you <laughs> yeah ask us what the bit was that got cut out yeah we're touring and, uh, we're going to be live in april 2023 so go to yeah. our website buy yourself a ticket and i'll tell you what we've just cut out of the show and if you listen to this free to wear nine months later, you've missed it. You've got no chance of ever hearing it. But we will have to scour the room to see if a certain individual is in before we um, reveal the story. Yes, but, we um, will, yeah. We don't yeah. want to cause any unnecessary upset uh, and certainly no legal exposure. So that's yeah, our sorry, excuse. Sorry, sorry, it's slightly shorter than usual, but I hope you enjoy it. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the latest episode of the Rod Hull Odyssey. We are carefully examining, sifting through the uh, This Is Your Life episode from 1983, where Rod Hull is the subject uh, victim, if you like. You could call him that. I don't know. It depends on how they feel about it when they're approached by Eamon Andrews with the Big Red Book. But he's gone along with it. As you said last week, Sam, he appears very subdued and humbled throughout the whole thing. Yeah. He's um, he's a shadow of the um, the exuberant entertainer that he normally it, is it when he's got feels, with him. Yeah, it feels really sincere as well. There's a particular time. I mean, a famous quote from Bob Monkhouse is, of course, he says, you know, that the one secret to success in showbiz is sincerity. Right. audiences pick up on sincerity they love it and they respond to it and he goes yep sincerity if you can fake that you can do anything right. <laughs> classic Bob Monkhouse but yeah. in you do see a lot of faked sincerity right in, in showbiz in a situation like this where everyone's sort of pretending to be sentimental but in fact they're reveling in, in the ego trip well I've examined Rod Hull's eyes quite closely in this right. episode of, uh, I've really done a lot. I've paused, zoomed in. I've spent a yeah. long time looking at the hull eyes. Have you and consulted some body language experts as yeah, well? Yeah, absolutely. Like the ones who used to go on to Big Brother and uh, yeah. and psychologists and so forth. And this bloke, he is oozing sincerity. There is a there is a little. There's a lost child in his eyes. Right, a little lost child who can't quite believe what's happening, can't believe how far he's come with mm. his anarchic puppet emu, right? And he he feels a bit naked and exposed without the emu on his well, this arm. Is, this is what I think. I think emu is his, almost his Superman cape. Yes. Emu, the presence of emu gives him that license mm. to uh, assault strangers. Yeah. If you like, if you want to call it that. 
or create magical comedy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But Emu gives him that that um, license to be exuberant. Is the word I used. Yeah. On. It, it, Whereas it, it, when yeah. he's on his own without Emu, he's a, a much smaller, humbler man. But there's something uh, so sweet about so, it. All these things yeah. I'm saying are good reflections on him because you and yeah. I both think the man is a comic genius. It's easy to yeah, overlook him and yeah. think it was all Emu, and then you suddenly remember, no, Emu wasn't real. It was all Rod Hull. He's mm-hmm. a comedy genius, and, you know, there is something beautiful about his humility and and the sort of wonder, the hu- the humble wonder that he is that he's going through as this is your life unfolds before yeah. him. Yeah. So um we uh we've got we've just got as far as the bit where we see um a still black and white photo of Emu attacking the Queen Mother's bouquet mm. which pretty revolutionary just goes to you show know. how popular Emu was because that would have been a hanging offence that there were still some crimes there are still now some crimes that are punishable by death aren't there and they're it's, all it's to do with the royals this treason it's counted as treason. Treason, burning, burning the, the Queen's here. shipyard is one. We've looked into this before, I think. Is what? At least once. I think what? that burning the Queen's, or now the King's, the yeah. King's shipyard, right, is a, right. is is um, punishable by death still in is this it? country. That's right. Well, We've researched this before. Chill. I got a bit of a chill the other day because um, there's, there was a fellow who turned up at Windsor Castle a couple mm. of years ago armed with... I can't remember if it was a crossbow or some kind of weapon. Crossbow is always the weapon. I know all weapons are sort of just slightly balmy. I mean, I can talk because of the Terminator, but, you know, definitely the fucking, the the weapon of choice for anyone living on society's fringes is the crossbow. It's it's the weapon of the unhinged. It it really is, yeah. Mind you, the bow and arrow's not far behind. Um... Okay, so back to Rod Hull. Back to Rod Hull. So he's very subdued. He's very humbled. His wife appears through the double doors uh, with that music that always plays every time the doors open, which is just stuck in my head now. Um, I get a Proustian rush from childhood every time I do it. Lovely. It's his wife, Cher. Not the Cher. A different Cher. Uh, second wife, because his daughters from his first marriage appear as well. No side of the first uh, wife, I know. It's all much talk about no side of the first wife, obviously, still, uh, still some lingering. Maybe the uh, scars are still too hostility. raw. Maybe the second wife doesn't get on with the first wife. Don't know. Mm. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, we see uh, he's got three little kids who aren't actually there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, his wife talks about how Emu was born because she was in Australia and Rod, Rod was down in Australia. And um, she said that he put an egg on a radiator and it grew and it grew and suddenly Emu was born. Yeah. And that's the or, origin story of Emu. And then we cut to uh, Rod's three little kids who are somewhere else um, and they're all each sitting atop a huge egg each. Mm. and they're trying to hatch some emus, it turns out. Have you seen the size of the eggs? This is a massive health and safety hazard. Yeah. The eggs are about five foot high. Yeah. And these little kids are sat perched on top of them, and there's no sign of any kind of harness or support. It's terrifying. I feel that it was 
very much like in the production office. Like, we can't have the kids in the studio. Now the insurance firm won't cover it. We're gonna have <laughs> yeah. to we're gonna have to do a video of them back home. Apparently they're gonna get a neighbour round to mind them. Well, <laughs> we don't wanna just fucking film them. Think of an idea. Oh, a couple of giant eggs to represent <laughs> emu. Yeah, do that. God. Whatever. Get just the, do that. Get the eggs. Go and get some big eggs. They'll have them down in the Doctor Who prop department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they are, they're massive. And these kids are sitting on top of them and it's, it's it's terrifying. It's almost as terrifying as John Noakes going up uh, Nelson's column that time. Yeah. yeah. In his jeans and trainers, his flares, which could easily have tripped over. Yeah, climbing in mean, flares. That could be another deep dive for another time. Oh, I think we've discussed uh, that as a potential deep dive. It's definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's on the list. The kids are all going, Daddy, Daddy, we're going to make an emu for you, Daddy. Well, they're going to make fucking three emus because they're on top of an egg each. Yeah. Uh, Rod looks bemused. I don't think Rod's really processed what's going on here. Uh, it's only a couple of minutes into the show. And he's mumbling. He mumbles a lot throughout this, uh, which I'm surprised at for a, a, a seasoned entertainer. I thought he'd, he, you know, he'd, he'd know to emote for the cameras and all that. But he mumbles a lot. Um, and um, his stepdaughter talks about not his stepdaughter. His stepdaughter's there as well. His his daughter talks about when he had his first son, and he came home and put a flag up in the garden, which is normal. Mm. I think most men do that when they have their first son. Yeah. Come Where's my flag? Where's you my procreation a, flag? Is it under the stairs? Yeah. You have a cigar in the corridor at the hospital. Head home, put the flag up. Put that I've got a son flag up so everybody knows. Yes. My <laughs> balls and penis are fully functional. And now They're I have the evidence. Another man. Not a daughter. I've got lots of daughters, but this is a man child. And therefore the flag will go up. My wife was reminding um, me the other day that when Lenny was born, I went home. I think I had, a, I had a few beers and then sort of stumbled home. She was obviously in the hospital. So you have a weird night. Well, not on your own. I would have been with my daughter. Dodo was looking after her when I was on the beers, but whatever. <laughs> I come home. You got through it. I got through it somehow. They're both alive now. And uh, <laughs> let let anyone who wishes to judge me as a parent simply know that both my children are alive and fully limbed <laughs> 15 years in. I am aware of their, 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 uh, circumstances and whereabouts right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them fucking chipped. Up to school or something. Um, but like, I went back and I thought, right, I'm gonna fucking announce this on fucking Facebook so everyone knows I've had another fucking kid. And then <laughs> maybe you do. And then yeah. maybe at last, some cunt will show me some respect. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've got two children, treat me like a man who is what? worthy of respect for what once in my life. And I wrote. Welcome, and I posted some pictures, which my wife wasn't happy about anyway, because they're sort of pictures of her in bed, breastfeeding in the hospital, not looking her best. Slightly, probably dishevelled. Yeah, exactly, so she didn't like that. But then I wrote underneath, introducing baby Louie, right? (laughs) It's not his name. It was never his name. It wasn't even on the fucking... it wasn't. It wasn't like a change plan. No, no. It had never even been mentioned. And then I just like, right, that's that done. Time for a lovely sleep. I'm calling him Louie. And I go to sleep. And when I wake up in the morning, there's like loads of people have liked it and said, welcome, Louie. And Anna's seen it and just written underneath, Louie? Question mark. Yeah. We'd have named him Lenny. 
Yeah. And I'd just forgotten. And where did that name come from? I don't... It's oh, just weird. You'd already named him. He wasn't nameless at that point. No, he was named Lenny. You but got the I name wrote, wrong. Welcome, Louis. I just got my own son's name completely wrong and announced it to the world. <laughs> and she's just wow. written, Louis, question mark. She didn't even call me out. She just wrote that. That was enough. Yeah. And then I had to do another... But I had to delete that and go, earlier I announced the birth of my son and made a <laughs> error that I am not proud of. I got his name... <laughs> Completely and utterly wrong. I am doing a full investigation into why this happened. But in the meantime, please know his name is Lenny. (laughs) Please delete any orders you may have placed for personalised gifts that you want to send me or him. Uh, The name has been changed. Jalapeño. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else custom spray five in one only from rust-oleum Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. That's weird things wow. you're when you have a kid, though, doesn't it? Like, the, do you wow. remember the first few days after your kids are born? You're sort of in a weird sort of like, a weird sort of days, like it's a dream. It's just about survival, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Strange. I mean, I, I you're mean, euphoric, me, me but you're completely exhausted and strung out. You're just grabbing sleep wherever you can. Because mm. my daughter was born. She was the first one to come along. She's born on the 28th of December. Oh, man. It's just after That's Christmas. That's tough. Um, and I remember New Year's Eve, a couple of days later, uh, there was absolutely no possibility of, of staying up to celebrate New Year's because I fell asleep on the bed at mm. 10 p.m., Mm. And then woke up again at 2 a.m. when she needed to be fed. And it was just fucking, you know, you, you, time doesn't exist anymore. Oh, you're all over the place. Yeah. And you yeah. sleep at, like, you can sleep in any position at any moment, given half mm. a chance. Bang, you're out. Yeah. Standing up, sitting down. Whatever. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, I've never it, been to war, but I imagine that's what it's like. Having kids. Is that is brilliant yet awful, the most brilliant yet awful thing that will ever happen to you? <laughs> yeah, I might write that in the next congratulations card. It's, I have well, to do. Being a parent is like all of a sudden somebody throws a really really heavy sheet of tarpaulin over you, and over the next eighteen years that sheet of tarpaulin is slowly lifted off you millimeter by millimeter. Yeah until you get to a stage like where I'm at now, where I've got one who's 19 and at university, and the other one who's 15. And self-sufficient, self-policing. Wants to spend, let's say, a bit less time with me. Yeah. 
And it's like, I feel like I've got a little bit of freedom and that huge sheet of tarpaulin is almost off me. Or if you're like me, you wait for that bit of tarpaulin to finally give you some breathing space. And after years and years, you stop being exhausted all the time. And you feel like you've got a bit of your own life back. And then just as that happens, you decide to get a fucking puppy. You get a dog. And the tarpaulin comes crashing down on you once again. again. Yeah. 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 So that was foolish. Well, I didn't overtly say anything to you, but I did think, well, there's a commitment he's taking yeah. on. No, I I love the puppy, but she is banned now from the Vita Modula because she's reaped too much havoc in here. And she right. loves to try and come in. when which She knows when I'm going to book her. I don't know, it's your podcast. I don't know why your podcast, Dad. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And you're not fucking invited because I had these lovely visions of being in my nice warm Vita Modular and her in her little bed next to me while I podded. Mm -hmm. And she was just there. Occasionally she'd come and have a cuddle with me. Very sweet idea. No, she comes in here and she fucking just runs round in like circles like a fucking banshee. She's chewed through the headphone cable. So that's cost me a few quid. And she's just fucking, oh, look, there's Oscar on the bed. Does he always sit there listening to us? There you go. I just thought I'd show you that. That, that. That's what'll happen eventually when she calms down. She does sometimes sleep. She does sometimes. I mean, yeah. I'm quite lucky. She's not. She's not full time mental. But there's something about coming in the Vita Modular that sends her deranged. It's all different, isn't it? It's different. She loves it. Different and she, She'll run up to the shelves and then when yeah. she runs, she'll just get it. She'll go, "What's that? That's coming down. Get it I in her that. teeth. Yeah. Throw. Then the next thing, throw. Bit of paper, is it? That's coming down." What's this? Yeah. Headphones? That's coming down. What's this? A fucking book? That's coming down. All of it's coming down. <laughs> it's of a party. You don't need everything up on the fucking shelves, you Tory. <laughs> Why? Some sort of Tory keeping everything neat and tidy on your shelves. Get it all on the floor, mate, like a proper geezer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so puppies very much non-Tory. Shelves are for Tories. That's what the do- yeah. that's what the dog says. <laughs> um. Where are we at? Oh, we are the, the, the fellow with the crossbow that went to Windsor Castle and mm. obviously got arrested immediately because he'd said, I've come to kill the Queen. Yeah, silly you know, bastard. I mean, that, that was his big that, mistake. That, you don't announce it. Yeah. They went, no, you fucking haven't, pal. Get in the cells. But he's been charged with treason. Well, is he going to be hung by the neck till well, death? He could be. He mm. could be. I hope they don't. I don't want that to happen. Because, no, I mean, she's dead anyway. There's no place so, in our society for capital punishment, in my opinion, no matter what you've done, even if you have turned up to try and crossbow the Queen, which I, I'm not saying isn't a heinous crime. It fucking is. But yeah. let's think a little bit about rehabilitation, right? Yeah. few fucking, few months up the loony bin with a bit of talk therapy, right? Yeah. What what's the matter? Why do you have the ump with the Queen? Why do you think a crossbow mm. was the answer to your problems? Be as right as rain. Are you a, a listener to the James Whale show? <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Is effect on you? Is that what? Uh, just get, get him to sign something that just says he's not going to try and kill any monarchs. Mm. It'd be all right. Yeah. I'm sure that our current groovy king wouldn't want him to be hung for that. No, he'll, he'll, definitely he'll not. In. Our king will not. The new king is not into that sort of draconian measure for sure. No, I don't think so. So, uh, so that's that was the the, the end of that story. Um, so the kids are on the giant egg. Rod looks bemused. Oh yeah, the flag's gone up because of the arrival of his son, and his daughter says, "And we had champagne and donuts for breakfast." Yeah, that sounds all right, doesn't it? 
Right, I put my flag in the garden. Now champagne and donuts. Even you kids. But father, we don't want to drink champagne. We're just children. <laughs> yeah, fucking drink it. Drink your champagne. Emu's having his champagne and his donuts. Look, it tastes, om, 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 om. It, it tastes sour. Yeah, well, that's why I've got the donuts. What you do is you take a nice big <laughs> swig of champagne and you quickly ram a donut in to cover up the taste. Um, we find out his eldest daughter is pregnant so daddy's going to be a granddad that's good to know Um, he leaves school does Rod works as an apprentice technician at the local co-op yeah and um, then we see uh, Rod's dad (laughs) who appears um and he, I forgot what it was that he says. Now, we, obviously, they, they usually say something before from backstage over the over the speaker before they come out, and it was something about having to take your shoes and socks off. Rod had yeah. demanded he took his shoes and socks off. So anyway, his dad Len, great name, yeah, not Louis, comes Len. out, and he basically looks like a mad cunt. He looks like Rod Hull, but much madder. He's got the same Rod Hull chin, but it's I would say about an inch and a half bigger. And, yeah. and strangely crooked. It starts to turn up on itself, like, you know a Turkish slipper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a face that's the shape yeah. of a Turkish slipper. It's sort of curling up. Oh, um, yeah. If you ever saw the way that in Billy the Fish, they drew Jimmy Hill. Yes. <laughs> They'd always draw Jimmy Hill's chin, just like, as if it kind of curled <laughs> upwards. And But that's what Rod Holstad actually looks like. And he's got a lovely... Just to set it off, he's got a lovely white beard on it as well. He's got, and he's, he's and he's wearing it some sort of like tux, isn't he? Yeah, he's got um, like a frilly white dress shirt and a bow tie and what seems to be like a velvet jacket of some kind. Yeah, he's very he's fucking well into this special occasion. He's dressed up specially for it, but um, it, yeah, it's a chin family, isn't it? Um, it is. I mean, Rod's chin is, like you say, it's not as big. It's probably been diluted by the fact that um, his, his, his mum, who we don't see, I don't think she's uh, no longer with us, um, probably didn't have a massive chin. So she's diluted his chin in the breeding process. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what happened was, yeah, Rod, there was a flood and Rod needed to get to his job at the co-op. So his dad piggybacked him to work in bare feet. Yeah, nice. Across the flood, isn't that isn't that wonderful? Really wonderful, yeah. I don't think I would do that for my kid. Nah, but as, yeah, as adult, I mean, I, know, I think it was obviously seven-year-old. Yeah, he was raised well, Rod. Yeah, I think that's one of his um, <clears throat> one of the secrets and then we to his see, success. We, we see a photograph of Rod that his dad carried with him throughout the Burma campaign. Oh, so yeah. Rod's dad was was away at war. Um. And um, Rod just really quietly just says to him, thank you. It's a lovely moment. Oh, yeah, again, it's just sort of like, yeah, there's a sweetness to the whole thing, isn't there? Yeah. But I feel there's a kind of weirdness between Rod and his dad. I don't know, it feels like there's a kind of a distance. Well, I think that... that's how it was back then. Yeah, I think it was like that back then. Funny enough, I I was with my dad a couple of weeks ago and I, I asked him maybe for the first time, I sort of tried to dig a little into what his relationship had been like with my granddad. I knew yeah. my granddad. My granddad died when I was about 20, maybe 21. 
Mm. And um, he was a really lovely man, but he had eight kids, you know, and it was really fucking hard. Mm. I think when, when they were first, when he had his first three, he was working shifts and they lived in a house with like, you know, a flat, which was a house divided into loads of different places and they all had to share one bathroom. Right, with these other right. fucking families. So my dad was saying about all this stuff and how it was hard. And I said, how did he feel about that? How did he, um, you know, did he ever talk to you about how stressful that his life must have been for all those kids living in those conditions? My dad looked at me like I was mental. He went, <laughs> he went, no. And I went, oh, why said it like that? He went, you got to understand, blokes of that joke. He went, I never had a conversation more than a minute with my dad about anything. <laughs> Feelings, but I considered them pretty close, and they kind of were. And he said, "But the nature of a relationship back then." He went, "Those men from that era." He mm. went, "It was they were really struggling to fucking get up to speed with the modern world. It was so different, and yeah. the idea of talking to your kids in any depth about things beyond just like telling them what to do, right, yeah. was just fucking weird." Uh, but it didn't mean you didn't. There wasn't like unspoken affection and love. It's just that they didn't communicate in the same way. So, you're, I think I know it's the same thing about Rod Hull and his old man. And I thought there's clearly a real warmth between them, but there's not much like connection in other ways. You know? Yeah, not not an overt physical connection. No, <clears throat> no, no, no cuddling or anything like no. that. It's like is None it? It's like a formal associate. You do like a shake of the hand and a nod. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a respect thing, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, <coughs> a sense of duty. Yes, thank you. Yes. <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's a photograph that your dad carried with him throughout the Burma campaign. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sit over there. Um. So we'll we'll leave it there. We're yeah. about to uh, meet uh, St John's ambulance man who has a bugle, um, and a story. So we'll have that next time. Uh, thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.